What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I am your host, Corey Willis. I hope you all are doing well on a Friday. Hope you guys are getting set for week seven of the college football season with friends and family. Hope you get a chance to, you know, go out to some nice bars with your friends or either even yourself over the weekend. Watch a lot of college <laughs> football games. Just, you know, enjoy the festivities over the weekend. Yes. Yeah. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys listening in on the show. Of course, we are on many different streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many more streaming platforms. So um, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know how we're doing with the show and let us know how we can improve for the future. As always, I'm here with my good friend and co-host. You know who the who he is. He is Chris Bolton. What's going on, Chris? What's good, Corey, man? How we doing? Oh, we're doing good. Doing good. Yes, getting, sir. Yes, sir. I'm getting excited for another week of college football. So, you know, I can't complain. Week seven. Week seven. <laughs> week, week seven. Uh, just we, go like that. This, we go through this over and over every week just about how quick this college oh. football season can be, Chris, and we're already at week it's, seven. It's, we're already at week seven, and there's still so much left, though. Like, I mean, we're just, what, the middle of October. You know, this we're in the trenches now. It's October, and then when November comes, that's when it really gets real. Yeah. But every week is important. Every week matters. And um, it's almost... I feel like, honestly, too, with college football, man, like there's you almost have to reset after each week. Honestly, like, you know, how coaches talk about "Eh, we're zero and zero. You know what I'm saying? We haven't played yet. We're zero and zero this week. No, that's the honest truth, (laughs) because (laughs) one week you, you can beat the dog crap out of somebody. Look at Kentucky. Put a spanking on Florida. And the next week. You're the one getting spanked. <laughs> You're the one getting paddled. So uh, that's that's college football for you, though. You know, you go from being on a high to being on a low the very next week. So we'll see who can be on that high this week. Exactly. Exactly. It's a jungle out here, Chris. Everybody it is. is, you know, it's, it's, it's a jungle. Like, what else can I Everybody, say? You know, you're scratching the clawing. Facts, facts, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna talk about which who's gonna be the top dogs this week. Who who we have? Yeah, absolutely, and some of the big matchups. Yeah, so uh, we we got a couple of of matchups this week um, that I think that it is you know quite obviously going to be some pretty good matchups um, this week in week seven. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with the game out. In Washington, where um, the Washington Huskies, Chris, will host the Oregon Ducks. Um, this game, I, I think in the Pac-12, um, this has been one of my uh, most anticipated matchups um, mm-hmm. of the season in the Pac-12. And I know for you as well, Chris, that this is also 
a, a game that you've been you know keeping your eyes on um but now we're here um right now on the line is um washington by three points that's the vegas line um and the over under is um at 67 so um what do you think chris about this matchup this weekend um what, what do you what do you think um has the edge and um what each team has to do to come out of this game with a w I think we're going to see arguably two of the five best teams in the nation play each other in this ball game. Um, the AP poll might say otherwise, like the polls might have them, you know, as seven and eight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Oregon eight, Washington. Yeah, Oregon eight, Washington seven. seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. If you've seen these two teams play this year, you know that they are spectacular. They both have veteran, good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Both have actually been in the portal, both transfers. You know, Bo Nix originally started his career as an Auburn Tiger. Michael Penix, he was at Indiana. Yeah. So, two guys who have transferred and. <laughs> You know, it's worked out well for them both as, you know, they they are playing the best football of their career, both having career seasons right now. Um, Penix, he has 15 or 16 passing touchdowns, two picks. Bo Nix, 15 touchdowns, one interception. So these guys have been spectacular. Um, I will give the edge. Washington right now since they have the home field it's, it's going to be tough to go there and, and and that place will be raucous it will be a crazy environment it will be chaos it will be it'll be a sold out game the fans will be electric it'll probably be the best environment of the weekend it's, it's going to be wild it's going to be crazy um and these are two evenly matched teams. Of course, as the spread will tell you, you know, with Washington just being a three-point favorite, and honestly, that's because they are the home team, or else it might be even if this was a neutral side game. Um, but the keys to victory, I think, it starts with who makes the fewest mistakes, first and foremost, especially for Oregon, going on the road. You, you, you don't need those false starts, you know, as you get your drives going, the ball is moving downfield, you pick up six yards on first down, get a second and four, and then boom, you get a false start. Now we're at second and nine. Those are drive killers, especially on the road in this kind of a matchup, going against a top 10 team. So both teams need to play clean football, but... I think Bo Nix, he has to he has to be big time. He has to be the Heisman candidate. He is. You know, road games like this, you're going to lean on your veteran quarterback. You're going to ride or die with them with how they play. And Bo has 
He's had moments where he's looked good. Then we've seen times, you know, in Auburn, especially where in a uh, big time matchup, you know, you, you fall short and it, it can get bad. And we're going to see just how much he's matured and grown as a quarterback, how much, you know, he's, he's how good he is. And can he lead this team that I feel like has a stingy defense? Oregon has a really stout defense, a physical O-line that I think will make things easier for him, can, can put him in position to be successful. Can he get the job done? And so that's what I'm going to be on the lookout for. Can Oregon minimize the, the mistakes made in this game? Can they dominate the line of scrimmage? This is a team that takes pride in dominating the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, being a physical O-line and a, a tough, stout defensive line. And then for Washington, can Michael Penix, can he continue his magic? I mean, he's... he's He's looked spectacular. So it's I think I think this one has a chance of being a semi shootout. I think the defenses are going to come to play in this one. I don't know if I would bet on the over under in this matchup. Uh, I, I think I might leave that alone. Because I could I could see a world where they this game is it hits the under. I really think these are two really good teams so it might be that filling out process at the start of the game you know and no, you know, we might not really be putting up points early on in that first quarter and things continue to ramp up as they fill each other out but um, it's going to be fun I'm just glad we get to kick back get my pizza <laughs> give me a few cold ones and I can sit back and watch it because this it's going to be a movie. Absolutely. Um, you know, both both of these teams um, have been electric this year, Chris. Um, and for anyone that's been watching Washington, uh, Michael Penix Jr., I mean, what, what more can you say? He's a magic maker. He, he's a magician out there. <laughs> um, probably more so than a, than a Bo Nix is. But um, for both sides... Um, what you said, Chris, I, I definitely agree. Um, it is going to come down to um, can Bo Nix handle that environment? Husky Stadium, when it's rowdy and, and just raucous, like it's all of it. And it, is, it can be very hard to win games in that stadium um, from time to time. So um, you, you want to see can Bo Nix handle that environment without making uh, many mistakes? And can that Oregon defense that has been playing pretty well um, this season, um, you want to see them perform um, very well uh, also. Um, with pretty much right now, yards allowed, um, Oregon is at um, 255.6. Washington is at 365 even mm-hmm. so um that tells you all you need to know about these two defenses Oregon I think has the better defense but um at the end of the day Michael Penny Jr um and his crew is actually leading um this game in total yards 
Uh, Washington with 569.4. Oregon has 557.8. So um, not by much, but just enough, uh, which just shows mm-hmm. you how much of a force he is in that backfield for that Washington offense. So, um, yeah, can, it's, can, yeah. it's going to be Can Oregon get home? That's, that's going to be big, too, to see. Can Oregon get home on Penix? Because he's special. When you know he can really make some plays, and you don't need a guy like that working his magic four seconds, five seconds, six seconds into the play. You know, extending plays. You 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 want you want to get the play over. You want you want if you can get him sacked, bring him down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. It, and it's going to be a tall task, like I said. Um, can they do it? I think this Oregon defense definitely has the dudes um, to do it. It's, it's all a part of, you know, can they actually do it in the game? Can they seize that moment and take care of business on on defense? So it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to see it. Um, it's going to be a 2.30 game on ABC, um, depending on where you're at. Um, 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern Time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, um, we'll get to see that game earlier in the day. So, I think I'm, I, I'm, I feel kind of, right, right. A Pac-12 <laughs> game in the daytime? Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> where they do that that's, that's, hmm. that's so rare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um. I think Oregon, I'm pretty sure they probably watched a lot of film from that Arizona game. Mm-hmm. Arizona gave Washington a really good game. That was a close matchup. Washington pulled it off. Yeah. But um, somebody I wanted to mention as an X Factor, as you're wearing a Mississippi State shirt <laughs> that we both, that we know very well. Washington, they clean, they've been cleaning up in the portal. We talk about Penix being a, a, a portal player. So is their their uh, lead rusher, leading rusher at running back Dylan Johnson, mm-hmm. former Mississippi State Bulldog. If there's somebody that can match the physicality that Oregon brings, is Dylan Johnson. He runs with bad intentions. Exactly. He's not shying away from contact. Mm-hmm. So um, if he's a, if he's a factor, if he's making plays in this ball game, that that bodes very well for Washington. Because um, you know, we saw we've seen the impact he's had on Mississippi State's offense when he's running well. What what Mississippi State was capable of doing in games where he had 70, 80 rushing yards, which if you if you equate that when you get seventy yards rushing in the the air raid offense, that's like 120, 125 anywhere else. Exactly. So <laughs> but um He's somebody I think that we should keep an eye on in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Who do you think comes away with the win? Um, for me, um, I will. I will say because of that Oregon defense being so stout right now, um, I think in the end um, that defense will actually help Oregon. Um, leave Seattle with the W. I'm going to go with the Ducks in this game. And I will say it's going to be it's going to be a 
closer. It's, it's going to be closer of a game that than what we think. So kind of what what you were saying er, earlier about the over under. I I'm leaning towards that. I don't I don't think it's going to hit the upper sixties. I I really don't think so either. I really think it's going yeah. to be a you know a, a battle. You know. It was, mm-hmm. It might not be two SEC teams, but I think there's going to be that filling out process of how how it can be when two top ten SEC teams match up against each other, and how those first quarters can can be, those first halves can be, where it's like a that back and forth, you know, just trying to crack each other's armor and and get the big play going. But um, I agree though. I'm taking Oregon in this one. Okay. Um, I'm taking Oregon in this one. I, that the Ducks are really good, man. They are. <laughs> both teams are great, but this what I've seen from both teams this year. I feel pretty confident that Oregon can go on the road and get this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I'm I'm rocking with the Ducks as well. So we we see eye to eye on this one. Okay. Okay. That makes me feel good. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, hey, look, am I, am I not seeing something here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. But it's we, I, we wouldn't be shocked, of course, if Washington wins. They are the home nah. team. They have a guy who who can very well bring home the Heisman this year. I mean. It's not impossible. We're this is the first game we're talking about for a reason. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm a rock, I'm I'm a rock with the Ducks on this one. Okay, I really I I really like what they've shown this year, man. They they look like a they like they're on a mission. Honestly, I just, like I feel like they truly are on a mission to win a national championship. Absolutely, like it's it's Oregon against the world. That's that's kind of how they play yeah. football. I agree. I agree. So. Um, all, all we gotta see now is can on Saturday can they replicate can, that on the on the field? Can, can they do that, or, or did we just curse them? We're gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't come after uh, us, Oregon faithful. If if anything bad happens to your team, so <laughs> yeah, I promise, I promise you, we we don't have anything to do with it. I promise you, <laughs> man. Oh man, well, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that's our pick. Anything else you want to add to this game, Chris? Before we move on? Nah, I'm good, man. Like I said, I'm I'm gonna have me a couple couple cold ones ready, mm-hmm. a couple brews, have my food, and I'm gonna sit back and enjoy this one. Yeah. Um, uh, these since the, since the beginning of the season, we both love both of these teams, mm-hmm. so. No, yeah, I'm, this was a matchup I couldn't wait right. to happen. Um, and so now it's time to sit back and just enjoy the show. Yep. Now we're here. Now we're here. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we'll go ahead and segue now, Chris, um, to a game in the SEC where we have Texas A&M um, going on the road to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, this game is going to be a 2:30 CBS game. Of course, in Knoxville, Tennessee. So, um, the line right now, Tennessee is a three-point favorite. Over/under is at fifty-five. 
right now. So, um, I, I, I wanted us to talk about this game, Chris, because I'm not going to say that this game is necessarily a tricky game, but it's definitely a game that I, I do think we need to watch out for because A&M being in the Western Division, Tennessee being in the East, um, both teams technically have everything still in front of them in the mm-hmm. SEC um, division race. Unless they lose this game. <laughs> so it's, it's a huge right. matchup for them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a bigger game than what I think a lot of people um, probably realize, honestly. And it's a it's kind of of a show me um, kind of game where you want to see can whoever wins this game finally get over the hump. Um, Texas A and M, we can go on and on about their struggles in the past. Tennessee. Had that, had that mulligan against uh, a Florida team that has been quite honestly up and down this year. Um, you you want to see better from them because you feel like they they have a really good coach in Josh Heupel. Um, they have good players. I I'm still a a Milton believer. <laughs> I still believe in in Joe Milton. So. Um, I, I want to see what happens in this game. <laughs> Who has that fire um, in them, that dog in them, as we always talk about um, mm-hmm. in, in, in football or just any sport, um, to you know pull out the victory, to prove the doubters wrong. I really want to see that. So uh, what, what do you think about this game? I think it's... It's another interesting matchup. We we talked about with the SEC this year just how this conference is where like all the, there's there's not a lot of separation between the teams. Of course, you got Georgia and Alabama. You know, they've they is it looks like they've shown themselves, they've proven themselves to be a tier ahead of the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the league is just like so thinly stacked up around each other. I mean, it's it's really tight. Anything can happen any week, and whatever happened the week prior has no relevance moving forward. The very next week, so I'm curious to see how A and M plays in this one um, on the road. You already lost two ball games, so. College football playoffs hope or your playoff hopes. More than likely, ninety nine percent chance they are done. But um, you still can finish second in the West, and you never know what happens if you if you continue to take care of business. Maybe things can swing your way, and there's a chance you can represent the West. We'll see as the season continues. But you got to win this one first and foremost. And for Tennessee. They got beat pretty decisively by Florida earlier this season. Florida played a real tough physical game against Tennessee. And AM, they they what they do isn't pretty. They aren't finesse. 
No. So <laughs> not at all. <laughs> they aren't finesse. Well, over the years, it's been hard to watch what they do. It's been a little easier on the eyes this season. But <laughs> just a just a little bit. That defense, granted, they played a little bit better, but you know, they're they're not the flashiest team in college football. I'll I'll say that. They aren't by any bit. Um and but Tennessee wants to be. But they've had to change things up a little bit this year as well because their passing attack is nothing like it was last season. Mm-hmm. They're honestly a better team when they are run-focused. But I know we picked Texas A&M last week. Jalen Milrow, he made the throws in that ball game that he had to make. He threw for over 300 yards to help Alabama get over the hump and get that win. I don't know if Milton can do that. I really don't know if Milton can have that game. I think if if AM plays the same intensity, the same focus in a similar scheme against this Tennessee team, I think there's a chance that Milton it, it doesn't it doesn't work for them. That it doesn't it doesn't connect those deep bombs that that Milrow connected on with his receivers with Jermaine Burton in particular. I don't know if those passes are completions in this ball game, mm-hmm. and so I want to see if Milton can prove me wrong. I want to see. I'm I'm not I'm, I have nothing against the kid. I'll and if he proves me wrong, I will will be back on this podcast Sunday night, <laughs> singing his praises, <laughs> but. Picking this ball game, I lean towards Texas A&M. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I lean towards A&M in this game, and it, it just goes to show you, like I said, with the SEC, what happened the week prior has no relevance. This, I think, is a very tight contest that might just come down to a few plays, but. If Milton can't get the, the deep ball working, that connection working, there is a world where A and M low key could run off if they if they have things working on offense. So I'm rocking with A and M. That's my pick for this ball game. I think it'll be a, 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 another fun SEC contest. I think it'll be another good game. Um, I'm not anticipating a blowout by any means because. Tennessee can win this ball game too. Tennessee is in no slouch, you know. They 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 are full of talented guys, but uh, I just have an inkling. I have a feeling that A and M pulls this one out. Yeah, um, and and you know I like to add add too um, because I, I'll go ahead and say I think A and M is the much more talented team, and I'm. I'm looking for them to win this game, too. Um, Just because I think Max Johnson has been playing lights out for, you know, under the circumstances of not having Connor Wegman now Mm -hmm. for the rest Mm -hmm. of the season. I think for what is being asked of him with this offense, I think he's playing lights out right now. He has weapons. He has Moose Muhammad. He has a nice he's his, he's his big brother. Yeah. Like he has Stewart. All of these these players out out there 
um, with him. I mean, he, he has weapons. <laughs> it's, it's just can Petrino and Fisher draw up a good game plan in this game to really, you know, you know knock out this Tennessee defense that, quite honestly, they've also been up and down too. Like sometimes I don't I don't even know know what they expect from Tennessee's defense. They're or Tennessee in general. Yeah, or Tennessee <laughs> in general. Um, I, I don't know. It's just Tennessee's so up and down. And I know this game is in Neyland Stadium. I know that place can be just <laughs> just a you get crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over a hundred thousand fans. Just, just exactly. A sea of orange just going insane. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you going in in enemy territory <laughs> anytime you. You're facing Tennessee in in their, in their field, so, and it's the CBS game too. You know the fans; they're going to be turned up. They know that it's a two thirty game, right? You know, yeah, exactly. So, so you know, over a hundred thousand people just rocking out. Like it, that's that's not an easy place place to play, but oh no, I I, I do think A and M with the talent that they have. Um, with how Max Johnson is playing right now, I do think A and M can definitely, you know, win this ball game, and I, I look for them to win this ball game too on on Saturday. It's just um, as long as the defense plays lights out as well, um, I think they'll have a chance. Um, for for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they want to win this ball game, I think it is going to have to come down not only with their defense, because um, right now y'all like just looking at the yards allowed in in this game right now, um, Tennessee they they're giving up well, right right now for the the season so far that they're, they're at three hundred eight point two. Um, A and M is at two sixty eight point eight, so um, that's the total yards allowed right now. But um, in terms of the offensive side of the ball, if Tennessee wants to win this football game, um, Joe Milton's going to have to play one of his best games of the year. He's going to have to play better than he played <laughs> these last couple weeks, especially that Florida game. Um, he did not play well at all. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to really look and see how Joe Milton plays in this football game because if it becomes kind of like a back-and-forth battle between him and Max Johnson in terms of getting the ball out, moving um, downfield. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe this this game might turn into the shootout. I actually it think could. this game could be the shootout of, of the week. It can, it can. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see how he plays too because A and M's defensive line we've 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 sung their praises like it's as talented of a bunch in the in the nation in the country, mm-hmm. and 
I want to see if he can sit back and take and handle the pressure. Or is he going to rely on the legs, extend plays, and get first downs? I mean, that can work too. But at some point, Milton is going to have to make some throws. Right. There's no doubt about it. He's going to have to com- connect on some bombs, some 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 tough 50-50 balls with his receivers. Or if that receiver is open, he's going to have to stand there, take the hit, and dot him. For a, for a first down and or for your even bigger play. And we've seen film this season of a lot of, of some, some throws being there and him just missing. Right. Just missing them. I want to see him make those passes and he's going to have to make those passes and connect on those reads to win this game. Mm-hmm. And since I haven't seen it consistently, I can't go with Tennessee. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you. Where I, I I just trust the Texas A&M's defense and Max Johnson just a little bit more right now. Yes, it's that's what that's what it is. It ain't Jimbo. No, boy, I'm going back to back weeks picking Jimbo. Lord have mercy. <laughs> where are we coming to? But. <laughs> Don't let me down there. Back to back weeks, I'm picking you guys. Come on now. Lord, what am I doing? Picking Jimbo Fisher back to back weeks. But yes, he they he they need this one though. Yeah. They can't they can't afford to have three losses before they get before November comes. No. You need this one. No. Everything's right in front of you. Both teams, everything's right in front of them. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest, but um, if we had to choose one, I, I think <laughs> I, I think A um, and M is in prime I position think, right now. I think it's A and M too, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Aggies as well. So, yeah. Oof! <laughs> that that tasted nasty coming out the mouth. Another week of saying A and M, but hey, here we are. <laughs> Here, here we are, and look, it probably won't be the last time. All right, you know. I, I, I guarantee oh you boy! That. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you got to add on this one? I think we we covered all the bases. No. Um. I I got A and M. Um. Winning in this game. Um. Possibly by ten points. So we'll see. I do too. I would say about I would say thirteen. Hmm. I wanted to say even seventeen to twenty, but I just don't. I haven't seen A and M's offense be prolific enough. I feel like to to feel confident saying that, but I, I will say in that ten to thirteen point range as well. Um, which which would be very impressive going on the road and, and getting a win like that. Yeah, um, very impressive. But uh, that's that's the kind of performance they need, though. They need to get a win like that, bounce back. Um, and then and shake off that Bama loss. You know, a game that you had opportunities to to win, learn from it, and capitalize in those same opportunities in this matchup. Exactly. Exactly, and we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, 
like I said, in the in the SEC this week, uh, I think that's one of the uh, most interesting matchups. So um, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens. For sure. All right. Well, Chris, are you ready to head down to Notre Dame? Let's get it. Shoot. The big game. You trying to, you're trying to pack you're trying to pack up. We hitting the road. You said head down. You know, we can we can pull up to South Bend. In the Indiana. Hey, South Bend ain't too far from here. You know, it's in driving distance yeah. for you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I just hop up on a plane, you know. Catch, hey. catch you, catch you in a couple hours, you know. Hey, let me let me know when you land. I'll pick you up at the airport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man, man. yeah, man. It, so we got a big game up in South Bend, Indiana, where um, the Fighting Irish will be hosting the USC Trojans. Chris, um, last week uh, we we talked about it, where um, USC had a crazy game against Arizona, uh, where they went practically with three overtimes in that game. To they went through overtimes. <laughs> the Wildcats. Uh, your boy called it, man. They USC. They love. They 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 love. I ain't gonna say it playing down to their competition, just not playing up to their skill level. I'll they love that. chaos. They love putting they people through chaotic boy. games. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do best. Yeah, they do it out of spite. <laughs> I don't know why, but hey, if you're a USC fan, look, I hope you got all the medication needed to get through these games because goodness gracious. Man. Man. Goodness and then Notre gracious. Dame. They they got honestly, they got handled by your cards, your Cardinals. Yeah. By Louisville. Louisville, you know, they Notre Dame made it a little closer at the end, but Louisville play very well. They look really good against Notre Dame. That was a, a good performance by them. So you know the Irish hungry to get back home and, and bounce back. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think this game is it's, it's going to be a, a barn burner for sure. Uh, we're about to learn a lot about both teams uh, but where they're at. Um, for me, I um, I think I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Vegas has Notre Dame right now as a three-point favorite. Over/under is at 60. Um, I think that's a, I think that's really too high. I think this, it might be a little bit um, um, under 60. I say probably like it 40, might be 45. I think I think Vegas Vegas doesn't respect USC's defense, and I can't fault them. USC's defense has struggled. That's a talented bunch, but you know that's just that's Lincoln Riley teams, man. Defense, defense has not come first for Lincoln Riley. <laughs> hey, struggling <laughs> might be an understatement. <laughs> the defense is bad. They, it's bad, Corey. They, they are. <laughs> they, they are wildly just inept. Yeah. Like they, yeah. Like they, it looks, they have it looks no like a defense, defense wearing the wrong jersey. It's it's not a that's not a USC defense. That no. ain't that ain't that ain't the Pete Carroll defense I grew up watching oh, as no. a young lad. 
this not at all. This, this is <laughs> man. This this defense is light years away from what that uh, what that defense was. <laughs> well, all of those defenses were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The USC's defense ain't it. That's no. I, I I feel. I might I might smash the over in this one. Think so? If I was a bet, if I was a betting person, I might I might think about smashing the over. I I can see a I can see a case where this game gets a little high scoring, but normally it's not. We saw Notre Dame play Ohio State, and we saw how tough of a tussle that game was. But Ohio State's defense is one of the better defenses in the nation. Notre Dame is a physical team too, so it makes sense that that game was low scoring. But man, it's gonna be tough holding Caleb Williams down all game. But and then especially, I think we might get a sharp Caleb Williams too. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, look, I, I know I'm. I'm the one right now saying that the over-under is probably a little bit too high right now. Um, but, you know, on this show, I like to kind of, you know, uh, yeah. bring, bring a little pre- uh, unpredictability <laughs> a, a, into a, a the whole perspective. Yeah, a different yeah, that's my, that's my, it's just two voices, two people. We, you know, bring two different pair of eyes to the absolutely. table. Absolutely. And, and I only say that just because if you really watch USC the last several several weeks, Chris, like there, there's been plenty of mistakes. Some of them that have happened under Caleb Williams, <laughs> where yeah, you know, bad snaps, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, false starts. I, I know that. Yeah. I know that's generally things that that happen uh, with your offense, but like it, it just sometimes when you look at this team, it's like they're just never on ten, where they're never in sync. And I think those things can create a sloppy ball game, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. in general, and. and Let's be honest. Notre Dame has those issues from time to time too. To the point oh, yeah. where they're not they, perfect, and then they 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 will trot out ten men on the biggest play of the game. <laughs> they, they will do it, and then and then look at each other afterwards and and ask themselves, why did we do it? <laughs> so you're right. Sideways. You're right. But um. But yeah, I, I look at. All of those factors, Chris, can be a recipe for a actual low-scoring game. If if both teams yeah. just if they're not on their A game, if they're not, they're not focused, just sloppy. Right. Yeah. Someone has to win. Someone has to lose. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. gonna totally say that it won't turn into a shootout because it it could definitely get you. It can. Right and, and right. Caleb Williams will definitely he's definitely the quarterback that will make you turn into that sort of sort of a team if if you have to. Um mm-hmm. but but yeah, I, I just think the last couple of weeks, the slow starts, um just the inability to get in sync with one another um can create 
a bunch of chaos that can <laughs> that can create like a low scoring game lower than than what we think I do I think it's gonna be really low I don't think so um, that's one of the reasons why I mentioned um, the over the over under should be around like 40 45 um, but we'll yeah. see we'll see there's there's very much a world where Notre Dame gets on USC early like they can jump on the USC early mm-hmm. fresh off getting not necessarily dominated but be pretty handedly by Louisville like I said to, to start this segment and they'll be back home you know the coaches have been on them all week yeah and they even have to it's USC <laughs> they hate USC these teams don't like each other so right you already have that factor. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're back home. I think there's a chance that they come out humming those same mistakes that we mentioned that, you know, USC makes and Notre Dame has made at times too this season. They they might come out clicking and might put, you know, put USC backs against the wall early where they have to, you know, kind of overcome a deficit. I would not be shot one bit if that's the case. But um, man, we're we're seeing a sink so far. We got another game to go to that we'll we'll discuss. I'm going with Notre Dame as well. I think they, I I like you like you said I'm and I'm a USC supporter. When if I I like Lincoln Riley, but I'm not liking what I'm seeing so far. The the product from this. is 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 not as good as what a USC fan would would have hoped for. What right? they should be. This team is this team is way too talented to play the football they've been playing. Right. Way too talented, and it's about to get real. The stretch to this this stretch they have for the next four weeks. Good grief! These they are. They got some teams that they are about to be playing. They are about to earn every win. They gotta, they gotta come with it, week in and week out. Absolutely. Um, let me see. You have a schedule in front of you because I know they got Notre Dame this week. Yeah, let me go ahead they, and pull it. Up. I think. I think it might be Oregon the following week. So no. Um, so they have Notre Dame this week. Next week, they have a home game against Utah. That's not going to be an easy that's game. Right. Utah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Utah's had their number. Beat them twice last season. Yeah. Yeah. You don't don't mess around with Utah. <laughs> that goes for mm-hmm. that goes for everyone in the Pac-12. Do not mess with Utah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Utah on the twenty first. Um, they have to travel to Cal, um, for a October the twenty eighth game. Um, back at home against Washington, November the fourth. At Oregon on November yeah, the eleventh. And that's that's tough. Then you got UCLA. Yeah, last game in the game of the season. Your rival. So. Um. Yeah, it it's not easy. Easy. 
<laughs> this three-game stretch. Just take Cal out of the equation. Um, and that's no offense to Cal. Cal could definitely right. <laughs> come yeah. into that game licking that's his chops. That's going to be their Super Bowl. That's, that might be the best game we see out of Cal this year. Exactly. You know. Like, but yeah, yeah, it's tough though, man. They 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 they're about to earn it. <laughs> yeah, they yeah they the it's definitely about to get real. Like they are going to have to earn <laughs> earn those it mistakes. A lot. You can't make them. You I can't know. make them. And it starts this week. It starts this week on the road against your rival Notre Dame. Yeah. Um. But I I, I think Notre Dame gets the win too. Uh, Hartman, I expect him to bounce back. He's gonna have to. Yeah, you can't throw yeah, three he, interceptions I, this week. I expect him to bounce back. I don't know if he has a huge game, but uh, he definitely doesn't have the performance he had last week. And if he does, then well, USC, <laughs> USC can very well leave South Bend with the W mm-hmm. if they if their defense can replicate that, but. From what we've seen out of USC's defense this year, you don't expect them to have that kind of a ball game. You expect Notre Dame's offense to to have you know get the ball moving downfield. Um, I thought yeah. So when you combine Hartman being a veteran good QB and USC's lack of want to on defense, I don't know what it is. If it's a scheme thing, uh, an effort thing, I mean, it's probably a combination of all the above. I feel like Notre Dame should bounce back and win, especially coming off a loss. I, th- I think this is a team that has the, the makeup to, to bounce back. And like we saw them do against Duke, they lost against Ohio State. All right, bet. They pulled, they pulled up their big boy pants. They hit the road and... and Gutted one out against a tough, tough, really good Duke team. Then all against the Cardinals. All right, I expect I've seen them be resilient already this year. I expect them to be resilient again and pull up their big boy britches and you know get a win against your rival USC and everybody sleeps good and and it feels good about themselves on Saturday night. No, I agree. Um, and. If if I had to, if I had to make my pick right now, um, I'm looking at Notre Dame right now as being the better football team. You're at home. Um, I don't think Sam Harmon's going to go out there and throw three interceptions um, this week. Um, I do think that they're hungry. Um, they are pissed off about last week, and. They want to correct a lot of those issues um, that they showed last week against Louisville. So um, I'm picking Notre Dame in this game as well. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely see where it goes. Um, But, yeah, uh, anything else you want to add to this game before we talk about our last last game of of, of of the show? Nah, nothing else. Um, just excited for, you know, another rivalry that's like, you know, just near and dear to my heart as a college football fan. You know, 
we have some memories with this USC Notre Dame game. The Bush push, you know, that's that's a big moment. <laughs> maybe these teams clean things up, and maybe we we get another classic game. Um, it wouldn't shock me one bit, um, but just. Uh, just ready to enjoy just another one of the treasures that college football has to give us. And that's, you know, USC and Notre Dame, both relevant, both really good teams this season, you know, ranked pro uh, matchup and um, just see what two of the biggest names in college football, what they have to offer for us this weekend. Right. Right. Yeah. I I think this, I think you're going to see, uh, much tougher football game uh, for both teams um, this week and yeah like you said this game is historic it has all of the uh, historical um, traits to it I, I should, I should mm-hmm. say um, that makes this game a rivalry so it's going to be interesting um, I can't wait and um, yeah we'll We'll definitely be here talking about it on Monday um, just to break it down and see how, how that game fared. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Now, this is the game. This is the last one we're about to talk to. This is actually I I can I couldn't wait to talk about this one. <laughs> that's why that, that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I put it last. Like, like why not? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait to talk about this one, um, boy. Because this this is an interesting game. I'm gonna go ahead and let you take the floor. But this, this is such an interesting matchup. So yeah, so um, Chapel Hill is going to be jumping on ABC 6:30 p.m. kickoff game um, this Saturday. Um, Chapel Hill will be jumping because. The Tar Heels will be hosting number 25, Miami Hurricanes. Why are they 25? I don't know after what happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm joking. I'm joking, Miami fans. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Maybe I'm not joking. As much. But North Carolina, Miami this week, Chris. Um, we all know what happened down in Miami last week where Georgia Tech they were they were dead <laughs> and buried. We thought we thought they were done. Thirty seconds left on the clock. Nope. Miami fumbles the ball. Georgia Tech takes it about seventy something yards down the field. Touchdown. They win the football game. Just an embarrassing loss for the Hurricanes. Mario Cristobal had to go on the podium, explain himself in front of the Miami media. And after doing this uh before. Exactly. <laughs> this isn't the first time he's done this. They lost to Stanford that same exact way. I know. By, by not taking a knee. But but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm still not over it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not over it. <laughs> but um but but yeah. Um Miami's looking to try to bounce back um after that devastating loss. 
um, at Hard Rock Stadium. Um, I'll, I'll give the floor to you, Chris, um, just because I, I okay. do, do want to hear what you have to say. Um, what do you think about both of these teams? Um, North Carolina, who's playing really good football right now, um, is playing at home, granted. But mm-hmm. um, Miami, who suffered that bad loss last week, has to get up and go on the road. Are they going to be pissed off? What Man. What's going to happen in this game? How, how do you think both teams are going to perform? And do you think Miami has a a shot? Do you have a chance to pull off this upset? So, these two teams before the Georgia Tech loss, these were my two favorite teams out of the ACC. I've liked what I was before that, before the shenanigans. I liked what I saw out of Miami a lot this year. I really, I've loved what I've seen from the Kings. And I've loved what I've seen out of North Carolina. Um, I feel like, honestly, both of these teams could represent the ACC. I mean, it could could win the ACC championship. Like, I really like them both. And I expect this to be a great game. I expect Miami to come ready to play football. Um, We got two great quarterbacks. Uh, We have, you know, Drake, who very well be a top three pick quarterback for Notre, uh, for uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then we have Tyler Van Dyke too, Miami's QB. He's played well this season. Um, Miami has, they struggled this past week against Georgia Tech. They were double-digit favorites. Should have won that game by double-digit points. Didn't play their A game. I expect them to come out ready to play football this week. I, we saw them go up against a tough physical defense like Texas A&M. They made A&M look bad. A&M needed some, some, you know, some crazy special team plays to, to really make it a game. They, but when it came to what went down on offense and defense, that defense couldn't do nothing. Nope. I mean nothing with Miami. <laughs> Miami was really like a scrimmage the way they were moving the ball against Texas A&M. That's saying something. I know. Um, you would have thought Tyler Van Dyke was Caleb Williams out there. <laughs> I mean, he the was balling, he man. He, he, yes, yes. And <laughs> North Carolina has a really good defensive line, too. You know, we saw what the what those guys did and how they made South Carolina look to start the season. They made the offensive line for South Carolina look really, really bad. They really exposed them. So we'll see how this plays out. But I might surprise you, Corey. I think Miami goes on the road and does it. That's I think so. they bounce back. I think they bounce back. I I really like North Carolina a lot. 
but I can't get over the fact that they are North Carolina. <laughs> they are North Carolina. Playing good in college football right now. Not college basketball, college football. We seen this movie last year. <laughs> they got off to a hot start last year and then they all went ahead and lost like four straight games. <laughs> I just can't get over it. <laughs> and Mac Brown has done a good job mm-hmm. as North Carolina's head coach, getting them, making them relevant, bringing in recruits. Of course, North Carolina has their top receiver, who's um, a transfer. He's eligible to play. Um, so that's a, that's a big boost for him. That's it. Um, this will be his second game back. I just. As much as my head, like seeing both teams play, like I really see a world. I can see North Carolina winning this game, but I just can't get over the fact that they are North Carolina. <laughs> Mac Brown is the head coach of North Carolina, and we've seen North Carolina lose games that they shouldn't win. And what more perfectly set up is a game where a team that just blew it because they didn't take a knee is coming to your crib. <laughs> And you should smack them. We all heard it saying, don't let one loss become two. Right. I don't think Miami lets that happen. I really, I, I, Coach, Coach Cristobal is a really good coach. As dumb as that was, he's a good coach. And Miami has looked really good on offense at times. I know they struggled against Tech, but I think they bounced back. I really think they are this will be a locked-in football team. I don't think they collapse. I think they come into North Carolina really looking to make a statement. I ain't going to say they're going to beat them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Blow them out. <laughs> but look, I ain't going to hold you. They, they, they can beat them like 31-17, 34-20. I, th- I, I, I see something like that playing now. I really think Miami <laughs> comes and they bring it to North Carolina. I know it sounds crazy after what just happened. <laughs> now, granted, but you I'm know, pick, they, they got good I'm players. picking Miami. Yeah. They do. You know, I, I, I like Henry Paris Jr. And I know he, he, was, he was hurting last week after giving up that football. Um, in that in that game against Georgia Tech, you know he's gonna want to bounce back and have a really good football game. So, for me, am I am I counting Miami out? In in all honest, honestly, um, no, because this is college football, folks. We we don't well, we we don't know what's gonna happen each week in these games like, until we watch. Like we said, it's a week to week thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and look, maybe Vegas knows something about it. I, I I think I didn't mention the line right now. It's a three and a half. Like like they have North Carolina as a three and a half point favorite. Over under is at fifty seven. So <laughs> they they know something <laughs> that that we we probably um have hinted have already <laughs> hinted of course, but. Um, they they know something that probably a couple people don't know that Miami's coming, and they they're coming to this game p- 
pissed off, ready to scrap, just so they can get just the horror stories. <laughs> the the images of they, of Georgia Tech beating them on their home turf. They want to embarrass North Carolina at home, which is why I I, I said what I said about uh, a score prediction where I can see them winning by fourteen. But they want to embarrass them. They if they can put up fifty points this game, they will. Yeah. I mean, you got the quarterback to do it. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, we saw what we saw what Tyler did to A and M's defense. That's why I brought that up to start my um, this conversation. If he can do that to that team, if that Miami office can click the way they did that game, and I expect them to be as sharp and focused, the most sharp and focused they've been since that game. Mm-hmm. It can be interesting, man. This this could this could be a high scoring affair because you know Drake May is that man too now. He ain't we ain't talking about Drake May as a top three pick for no reason either. The North Carolina ain't no slouch. No, they're not. They're really good. <laughs> <laughs> they're really good. Um, yeah, I like if, if I like if I had to pick like my my prediction is. Um, NC. Um, I, I do think NC will win ultimately. Um, but what's what's going to be the difference maker? Is it that defensive line? Do you think that D line causes some noise, some wreaks some havoc against um, Miami's O line, who's proven himself to be very good? Is it the running game? Because North Carolina actually has a running game this year. They do. They they do. Um, Marion Hamptons, he, he's pretty good right now. He he has 88 carries, 461 yards, and seven touchdowns. Um, Paris Jr. from Miami, he has 59 carries, 379 yards on the ground with four touchdowns. Um, both really good downhill backs, I, I should say. Um, I, I think it is going to come down to who wears who out. And it probably is going to be one of those Russian affair S games where um, they're going to be going downhill on each other. Um, they're, they're still going to throw the football um, and be honest with, with one another. I, I think you got two of the best quarterbacks in the ACC um, right now to date. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. But yeah, I, I do think this is this is going to be a physical football game um, that we're really going to see from both teams. And they're going to utilize these running backs um, as about as well as they possibly can um, to win the football game. But um, ultimately, um, my my pick is with NC. Um, at least winning by a touchdown. Dang. And that's that. We'll have to come yeah. back to this one. Yeah. <laughs> At best, the touchdown. I can't wait for us to come back to this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might win by a field goal. Oops. Okay. And I, I feel, I feel good about saying double digits. I, I can see it being like a ten point win for Miami. 
I wouldn't be shocked if it's more. Mm-hmm. Not knocking North Carolina. I just really I feel like if Miami plays their best football, it can low key be a shock to North Carolina system. I don't know if North Carolina is prepared for Miami's best punch. Things have been very well for North Carolina. They've been able to do the punching. But after what we saw this past weekend, I expect Miami to really come out swinging and to deliver one of their best performances of the season. Mm -hmm. I I really expect that. I don't think this team is going to fold. It, and maybe at the end of the regular season, depending, we'll see how the season goes. Maybe it could be a blessing in disguise. Maybe they lock in, in the, to a point where they play lights out football to close the season. And maybe they can flip that to be a turning point in a good way. But I really like, I really like the ceiling of this Miami team. And I think they play very close to it if not at their ceiling this weekend I think they I really think they turn it around that's what I'm expecting I'm expecting one of their best efforts this year I can agree with you on that front I I don't think they're going to just lay down Um, those, those players they were hurting last week and you know there's still a lot in front for Miami too you know beating the North Carolina football team that's clicking on all cylinders at their home turf could be huge. It will definitely um, take that foul taste of losing against Georgia uh, Georgia Tech um, out of your mouth. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. If they can squeak out this game with a w, with a W, um, so. I, I look for them to be really competitive in this football game, and um, and yeah, we'll see we'll see where it goes. But um, for for my pick, I, I I'm still picking North Carolina to win the football game. But I, I don't think they're going to run you. away with it. I ain't mad at you one bit. Um, you know I'm a Drake May fan. Me too. So <laughs> I mean. He's looked very impressive this season. Very poised. Just makes the right plays. Makes heady plays to go along with his athleticism. I mean, it's... He shows why he's just one of the the top-rated QB prospects heading into this upcoming NFL draft, you know. Right. He pops on the field. Mm Mm-hmm. So that Miami defense is going to have to come with it to make life difficult for him and to to contain him. You slow him down, you give yourself a really good chance. But it does, as much as I've talked about Miami's offense, it does start with them defensively setting the tone and confusing Drake May, making things difficult on him, putting pressure on him, and not allowing him to sit back and cook. Because if he has time, he'll pick you apart with the best of them. I mean, he'll he'll embarrass you. Yeah. So Miami's defense will have to play one of their best games this season, for sure. 
and 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 really bring it to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Both really good quarterbacks, um, really good running backs, um, really good receivers on the out, on the perimeter. Um, this game has a recipe for probably being the sleeper game of the week. Um, that's one of the reasons why um, I wanted us to cap off the show we're just talking about it mm-hmm. just because um, with, with all of the crazy things that happened last week with that Miami game you know this game is still huge for both teams and um, I, I think we're in for it and what, wouldn't it be it's, it's it's so college football man if they were for if Miami wins this game it is. after losing it, it would be, it's so college football you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can you see Mario Cristobal like after you, <laughs> after they won, <laughs> you just see him one, <laughs> see him being uh, being talked to by by one of the sideline reporters <laughs> after the game, and he's just like smiling after. Oh, he's gonna oh. be cheesy because look, like I said, if they win, I don't think it's like a single digit. You know, we just pulled it, eked it out. I think he gonna have the big cheese on his face, like you said. They if they win, I think they kind of win handedly. He's he's sitting there looking like the king. I mean, you kind of got king. It. The, yeah, you look K A E N G Kane. The king. That's what he gonna be looking like. You might as well give him a a crown <laughs> and a oh, and one of those king staffs. He's going to have his best Deion Sanders smile going. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the pearly whites showing. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, God. it would be so college football. So, that's uh, – I will be – I'll be glued to that game as well. It's going to be a, a fun weekend. This this is nothing to do with college football, but then after the games, there's a – it's a big boxing match. Tim Zoo fights this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big boxing fan. So man, my my TV's gonna be sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's hope you don't have like an OLED TV or anything having you know, <laughs> yeah. ridiculous burning in or anything like that. Nah, 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 nah we, we don't me. need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's 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 a good another good weekend though another good weekend. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So can't wait to watch all of the games for week seven, uh, and um, yeah, come back and and talk to um, talk about it on Monday. Um, just come back and talk about how how wrong we were. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope. Oh, not. Oh. Hopefully, hopefully we we were pretty money with these with right. these predictions. We'll see. We'll yep. see. Yeah. We we did well last week too. You you especially with the the Louisville win, <laughs> and then you know we said Georgia. The Georgia should probably put it on Kentucky after how they played against Auburn and, and, and the other matchups too. They had this year where they hadn't looked like themselves and right. It looked like they looked like themselves against Kentucky. So now nah, we we have been pretty solid with the predictions. Yeah, yeah. So which is is which is a good thing. I think we. We're kind of reading each other um, fairly well right now uh, this season. So, mm-hmm. so, so I right. yeah. can't 
Let's see. Let's keep the reading going. Let's yeah. see how this week goes. <laughs> Wouldn't mind some upsets either. Who doesn't like chaos? Right. Right. I'm I'm a man of of, of good clean fashion chaos in college football. So <laughs> Here, here's the hope and we, we get some more this season. <laughs> yeah. Got a little bit of uh, a lot of the, the, the big time squads are playing at noon against a little some opponents they should handle. Oh yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. See. <laughs> we'll see. Absolutely. Well Chris, that is it for us. That's all of the games that we want to talk about for week seven, of course. Um, before we head out of here, you let a, let all the good people know where they can follow you on social media. Follow me on social media on X at Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12 and on Instagram at Chris Bolton underscore. I'll let your boy. Awesome. And for me, you can follow me on X at Listen to KSW, all one handle. I'm on there talking college football, um, professional wrestling, video games, all of that good stuff. Um, so be sure to follow me on there. But um, but yeah, yeah, that is um it for us guys. Um, like we said, we'll be back with another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast on Monday. Just to recap all of the wild events in week seven. So uh, we hope to um, have you guys listening then. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, y'all have a great weekend and we will see you guys next week.